took a Snapchat at the pool wearing Crocs, and there was another girl's flip flops in it. That's crazy. He was, he was wearing Crocs. She was like, no girl was going up there. the warm-up podcast this is your boy dj omowski out with tony mass and Waleezy, and we have a very special guest here today miss tara bernstein what's up tara hey guys what's up thanks for having me yeah so um we have a lot to talk about um we just started to get to know you um you essentially do everything around the book you do you're uh, a reporter sports reporter you're a model um you're doing crossfit tough mutters holy work ethic <laughs> well so what's going on with that well, my thing is, for me, it's like you don't really need to have one identity. You can be multifaceted. Mm-hmm. So basically, uh, being an athlete my whole entire life, I didn't want to give up my career in sports. I played college softball mm-hmm. at Pace University, and after that, I decided I wanted to pursue a career in sports because I didn't want it to end, and I realized that, you know, you can still have a pretty face and do, like, all the dirty work things, like getting dirty in the tough mutter and... Mm-hmm you know, playing ball and lifting weights, so, yeah. Yeah, so I wanted to talk about college. I know you went to Pace University. Yes. Um, so many questions about softball, but first, the mascot, the setter, what is that? It's a dog. It's a dog? Yeah, I asked the same thing, too, when I came in. <laughs> <laughs> is that yeah. the name of the dog, or is it like a kind yeah. of, is it like an Irish Setters. setter? Yeah. yeah. It's the breed, I think. Oh, yeah, T-Bone. T-Bone. <laughs> are, they, are they good at volleyball? Setting? That's what I'm saying. That's yeah, that's, that's a corny yeah. dad joke. That's, that was uh, a really bad joke. <laughs> so I looked it up. It's a hunting dog. I didn't know the history of it, but I got to say, I can't talk because I went to Maryland. They are the Terrapins, yeah. the okay. Terps. So we got some weird I mean, mascots. it's probably not one of the worst school names. Uh, there's definitely no. some more in the book. Yeah, we did look some up to see if Setter was the worst. It's not the worst. There's some weird ones out there. What about South Carolina? The Gamecocks? Gamecocks. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a little that's, that's one of the Just top ones in my book. I know. I feel like we have to censor that. That's one of my favorites. Top three? Definitely top three. Yeah, favorite. Rolling Tide, the Hawaii. At least, at least like Hawaii is like the Warriors or something. Rainbow Warriors. Yeah, but at least Even a setter. No one else is a setter. There's like fifteen tigers. Like there's like yeah. there's ones you got to share. Bearcat. Yeah, Trojans. Wildcats. I feel like there's a bunch of those. There's one. Trojan. There's one. All right. Yeah. Only okay. one setter. <laughs> one setter. One setter. Um, bilingual too. Is this true? Yeah. So I'm a little bit more timid when it comes to speaking Spanish, but my mom's Puerto Rican. So okay. Yeah. Awesome. So that kind of influenced the. Did she speak Spanish to you growing up, or not really? She actually used that language more of a "let me talk behind your back with grandma and the whole family." <laughs> so you know, like if I can't have something or they want to go do something, but then I was like, you know what? I'm gonna pick up on this with my years of school and Spanish, yeah. and you know. So if you wanted to know the juicy deets, you had to pick oh, up yeah. the Spanish. So now I'm basically. 100% fluent, but sometimes nice. I just speak Spanglish. So. So have, you, have you ever been in a situation where there's like people, because you have like blonde hair and you, know, you don't necessarily look like you speak Spanish? Has <laughs> anyone ever like talked shit about you in Spanish in front of you? That is actually really funny that you say that because I've been to the Dominican Republic six times and every time they try and sell us a timeshare or try and sell us <laughs> just something in general, they're always like, yeah, 
you know, like, let's give it to them for this price, even though it's this. And I'm like, okay, guys, I see you. And they're like, whoa, like, what's going on? But, yeah, the only thing that throws people off is just in the summer I get really tan, so they just never know what I Mm. am. I could be from, like, some exotic, weird place. Gotcha. Did you pick up your Spanish mostly from, like, like being around your family and listening that way, or was it school? Or would you say a little bit of both? Uh, I'm going to say my grandmother and also just being in the field of sports yeah. just because there's a lot of Hispanic players mm-hmm. and also just, yeah, with some schooling yeah. too. I wish I knew Spanish. It took literally six years of Spanish, and I only retained like three it's words. It's hard. School Spanish is very... Like, it's very formal, it's right? Structure. formal, yeah. structure. Chopping Spanish. Exactly, yeah. so... Yeah. Like most people, at least in the United States, doesn't speak Spanish like that. Like I've just... literally taken Spanish from eighth grade to like sophomore year of high, uh, college. I learned more Spanish working in like a kitchen than at yeah. school. Or even when you go away to a Spanish-speaking country. Mm-hmm. You're forced is the only to word. know it. Yeah. It's like kind of you have to survive, essentially. Um, so like a buddy of mine went to, I guess it was somewhere in Mexico for six weeks he didn't know any Spanish, and he came back. He was literally, like, teaching Spanish classes when he came back. <laughs> it was out of control. But it's, it's true. When you, you kind of, like, dive into the culture, it's the best way to learn. It's a great language now. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, definitely a great language. So I know I know uh, Urdu is Pakistani. It literally doesn't mean no good. I <laughs> I've literally never used it once. Fun fact. Yeah, fun fact. Um, so let's talk about softball, because I know it's a big part of your life. Um, you started off playing softball, and I'm sure from a young age. Yeah, I started playing softball since I was 10 years old. Mm -hmm. I actually started pretty late, but I was playing baseball growing up and just throwing it around. And then I realized, you know, the girl version is softball, so I had to kind of find my way into that. Gotcha. Did you play any other sports growing up? Yeah, I played a lot of sports growing up from basketball to volleyball, soccer, pretty Mm -hmm. much everything. But then when it came down to, you know, going to school and having to get a scholarship, I had to really just pick focus on lock that. it in yeah yeah i feel like that's the path it's like you start off with 100 and then you got to kind of cone it into a couple it's weird gonna... like because i guess there's like different theories some people think like just play one sport and like get really good at it or mm-hmm. like play like 10 sports and mm-hmm. like kind of get well-rounded in different i don't know yeah just being athletic in general yeah. i think that's what it is it's just as important. long as you're able to throw a ball catch a ball and hit a ball what yeah position <laughs> what position you play uh so when i was younger i played middle infield and i was a pitcher my lifelong dream of becoming a pitcher came to an end probably right before my sophomore year of high school when the lessons, I was just getting fed up with throwing strikes. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, I just want to hit the crap out of the ball. Yeah. And, yeah, so I just I started playing uh, middle and field, shortstop and second in high school, and then I started in outfield in college. Gotcha. Which was really random to me, but, you know, it was a great experience. Yeah. And I saw that uh, we, we stalked your profile for Pace University. <laughs> looks like you were best in the city in high school. Yeah. Um, when I think of, well, I guess we're not too familiar with, like, Glen Oaks, where you're from, um, just because we're from Long Island. I know it's, it's like, kind of the border, right? It's Queens. Is we're it like Long East, Island? Like it's Eastern so Long weird Island. because where my the school that I was actually zoned for was in Queens. But, you know, I could have gone to other schools elsewhere. So I actually had to audition to get into my high school for music. Wow. Yeah. Oh, music. So it, that's another other side of it. My dad's actually a musician. Yeah. So I had to pick a high school through that. Gotcha. So if you didn't pick a high school, you what essentially were you going to go? Like, what was the public school you were? It was uh, QHSC, Queens High School of Teaching, and Martin Van Buren, which are two schools that my parents definitely didn't want me to go to. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> So you, you you went so you got into high school for music and now you work in sports. Like, yeah. Was that ever like a tough decision? That's like a career path. It's. Or is it still something that's like still open? 
it is something that's still open. I have 38 guitars in my house that are like on Damn. the wall. And since my being my dad being a musician, it was something that I've been around my whole entire life and I just had to choose something that was totally different in a way which is like my dad is great at music and I want to be great at something else just because everyone knew him for what he did. Yeah. So, I mean, I still have the opportunity. I know how to play the guitar like, you know, so I can always go back to it. But for me, sports were, was my passion, so I definitely chose that route for that reason. Yeah. 31 steals. <laughs> I'm going through the whole stat card. Oh, God. But, but it's 31 steals. you got to be pretty fast. Are you fast? You can get yeah. arrested in some states for that. I know. 31 <laughs> steals. Corny dad jokes. That's what we do. Yes. I love it. Yeah, no, I, I'm pretty fast. I mean, I was always playing outside, you know, some red light, green light, and, you know, mm-hmm. just, just <laughs> yeah, my dad and I were always competing. Now I have little brothers that... They are a handful and just always playing with them. So how many siblings do you have? I have four. <laughs> four. You're the oldest? Yes. And they're all three brothers? Three brothers, one sister. Oh God, nice. That's good. <laughs> now, do, do, they are some spoiled kids then because, yeah. you know, they just get to every game and VIP, and if they're not, they're like, we don't want to go. Yeah. Damn. Wow. Yeah, you got yep. the hookups. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so they're just living lavish right yeah, now. Yeah, me, I'm like, dude, I'll take whatever fucking seats Exactly. You got. <laughs> That's how I was. I mean, I was paying for season tickets. I was paying for these good seats. Yeah. And now it's just like, no, we want this. We want them. Like, how, how old is, like, the youngest one? Eight. Oh, okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, you definitely love the way that. Okay, he's he's done. So I w- want to go back to college for a second because I saw that you're you made like the honor roll like every year. You juggle a lot of different things. The reason I why I bring that up is because like for me, my first semester in college, I literally got a point seven GPA. It was terrible, which is not, I guess, common. But just going into college and you're. <laughs> Yeah, not, is that common? Still, People told me it was common to make me feel better. The fact, I think. That, you got, the fact that you're still there the next semester. No, is, dude, the, well, is I got. Dude, the funniest story about that is he came home from college. We were in his basement. And, dude, when I tell you his parents were legit fucking brawling up. So he's not going back to Maryland. He got a point seven. He's like, no, I got to give him a shot again. And we're downstairs. I'm like, dude, you need to get the fuck out of here. Yeah. He's going to get fucked up. And, and <laughs> you think I would be go, like, go and study? I was probably like at the bar. No, we like literally, yeah, I think we went out and, went out and drank with me. Yeah, I think we were yeah. like, yeah, yeah. But with a lot going on, and then especially at like a young age when you just get into school, what did like? How did you find the balance of just life essentially at that age? Well, usually people hate school, and I actually really enjoyed school. Okay. Which is really different and weird, I guess. But I was holding a four for like three, four semesters in a row. Damn. And shit. I graduated with a three point nine GPA. Whoa! Wow. Well, so brought, what class brought you down? Oh man, I had a three. You probably remember. I had a three point nine four, in I don't even honestly I couldn't even remember. It was something that I took because there's so many different names for these classes. But yeah, I had a three point nine four, and I was really angry. I had to go up to her and say like, "Hey, listen, like you're messing up my GPA." (laughs) And she was just like, "Well, the grades are in. There's nothing that corny excuse. There's nothing that we can do." Yeah. But hey, I mean. You can round that up. I think in our yeah. book. At See, least. I was the opposite. I was like, dude, like I need this fucking class to graduate. Can you, like, just give <laughs> Can me, like, just pass give me, me a sixty-five, please. Like, I know. <laughs> and actually, I took a lot of my classes online, which some people just can't handle at all. Yeah. And I didn't living like that on either. campus, my dad was like, "You live on campus, like, why don't you ever go to class?" I'm like, "Well, I'm still getting good grades, so yeah, true. There yeah. wasn't much he could say, and I was just chilling in the dorms, just 
Do your thing. The yeah. thing with online classes is that it's like usually there are shorter classes, but you have to like check in and you're like, "Hi, Constantly. I'm Tara. I'm here. I, I, read, I read chapter two. Those blackboard two. responses yeah. where you're just like having to look at other people's like trying to summarize every yeah. relate, relate said. to like someone else's thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I hate it because you can never get like any sort of like rapport. Like you never like put your charm on with yeah, the teacher. Yeah. yeah. It's all online. It's all online. If you're a good writer, though, I guess you can put the charm on. This one lady actually gave me a C. I've never gotten a C before, and I actually, I was in Walgreens, funny story. I was in Walgreens (laughs) one day, and I got a notification. It was like, a C on my paper, and I just started crying. Like, and my friend was like, dude, like, what's wrong? Are you okay? I was like, I just got my first C. Like, this is messing everything up. And they're like, are you really kidding me? Like, C's get degrees. Come on. (laughs) And I was just like, no, like, like. this isn't right. So then all of a sudden, I write back to him, like, hey, look, please, like, can I meet you? And it was an online class, and there's two campuses for Pace. There's one in Pleasantville, where I was, where the athletes dorm, Mm -hmm. and then in New York City. Turns out she was all the way in New York City, so I literally had to go all the way, trotted myself to New York City, walked in there, and as soon as she met me, she gave me another chance and gave me an A right away. So she was like, oh, that's you. Like, so, yeah, it is. Like, people, like you just said before, they don't know you online, and then when they see you, it can be, like, a whole different thing. She understood the type of student I was, and then she was like, all right, no problem. Like, take as long as you want. Yeah. Were you a cheater in college? No. She doesn't need to be. She was. She had a three point. It's hard to cheat with my major too because it's all journalism. Yeah, mm. true, true. It's all writing. I am yeah. not good at math at all. Oh, I'm. Ho- if anyone asks me any multiplication question, it's over for me. It takes like a good. We wouldn't even know seconds. what to tell you, so don't worry about it. We we don't know our math <laughs> either. Um, if you, yeah, if you gave me like an addition, like a like you just double digit additions, I wouldn't be able to do it. Really? Like double digits? That's no. where you draw the line. D- drawing the line right there. <laughs> I'm selling myself. I'm selling myself short. Single digit edition only is all I'll do. All right, so now I want to talk about the transition from your your college athlete, um, and now you're going into media uh, and communications. We saw that you started with uh, in college the Pace Rewind. Wow. Yeah. How did that go? That is some research right there. Yeah. <laughs> Tell us about that. The Pace Rewind had to create my own scripts. And it was a weekly show, went from practice to class, and then had to make sure we got that done for the week. It was honestly a good experience because I created my own content. Mm-hmm. And not a lot of people like get to be their own boss when mm-hmm. it comes to their shows. And for the university, I kind of was like the start of the Pace Rewind. So that was definitely something that was a good step for me. Yeah, I think it's important. I, I actually worked for News 12 for a couple of years okay. um, just doing recruiting. So I was just watching essentially tapes and reels all day. All day. So, uh, you know, this I'll probably get to this later, but just first, it's like it's such a good skill to start off of knowing every type of aspect of, of media, the writing, the producing, editing. the editing, because ultimately, you know, being your own little corporation is important when you're going to be doing a lot of the freelance work when you first start out to build that reel. So I think that's important. Um, what aspect do you like the most about of, I guess, essentially being in media and what aspect do you like the least? Uh, the I think the most important part and, like, the best part about it is the fact that, you know, for me, it's not just about asking a question and getting an answer. It's about finding something unique within someone and telling their story. Mm -hmm. So, you know, a lot of people ask the same questions and they get the same answers. So for me, when I'm interviewing an athlete, a celebrity, or literally anyone in general, I try and pick out something that most people wouldn't know about them so that they could just, like, share something else. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's important because, like you said, it can be kind of monotonous. And for the interviewee, it's like 
you know, I've heard this a hundred times, so they're just going to kind of be a, like a bland answer, essentially. Exactly. So something that the uh, the interviewee gets excited about is going to just tell a better story. So good segue. What's a um, who is someone that gave you like a, an amazing answer for one of those questions? Like, what's a celebrity that turned it up for you? Turned it up. It really give you a surprising answer. Uh, I'm gonna have to say there were three people that I really enjoyed interviewing, and the first one is Joe Torrey. Mm. He was a class act, you know, in-depth answers and took the time to really just speak about things. And I asked him, I mean, like, if it was the Yankees team in 2019 and the Yankees team, like, back then, who would win the World Series if they played against each other? So, like, so, and 90s, that's, 90s Yankees versus today's yeah. Yankees? Oh, so, question. something like that was just, like, super intriguing, and he was just going at it and saying, like, you know, Aaron Judge, like, how he mm. can hit, like, the crap out of the ball, and, like, the players nowadays are just so big and huge, and the way they train them, it's a lot different. So, and so that was, like, a, a guy that was definitely had some remarkable answers. And then yeah. I'm going to have to say Tiki Barber is also a good interview. He was... Definitely had the personality, very enthusiastic. And something that I also do that's a little bit different is that I create handshakes with all these guys. Nice. And, you know, I guess that's coming from being an athlete myself and having so many softball handshakes with my teammates. Mm -hmm. So now, like, when I'm done doing the interviews, I'm like, all right, like, let's create something cool. And it makes (laughs) them, like, you know, it makes it a little bit more fun. Yeah. You put your own personal touch. That's a nice little trademark signature move. That's awesome. What's the one celebrity or, uh, or athlete you were, like, completely starstruck? You're like, holy shit, I'm, this is like, I'm standing in front of this person right now. Um, I mean, I guess not starstruck, but more or less just like, you know, I've read his books my whole entire life and his quotes, which is Derek Jeter. Yeah. He was someone that I've looked up to my whole entire career and read his books and the Tribune players have been just like, you know, did a lot of research on him. And when I got to interview him, it was kind of a sudden thing. So I was just like, whoa, like this is actually happening yeah. right now. But it wasn't too bad. Like after I was just like, he's just a regular dude. Right. So. Yeah. Ooh, I don't know. I, I think I would kind of lose my shit with yeah. him. <laughs> yeah, he's out. He's so good. He's awesome. He's like, he, we looked up to him. He's been in baseball for like 18 years yeah, or something like was, that. Since I started watching baseball, exactly. were, and he was the man in New York. Oh, is yeah. I'm like regretfully a Met fan, but like. <laughs> no, but you still, <laughs> love, still love Derek yeah, Jeter. Yeah, hundred percent. I also like Frank Thomas too. He was definitely. Tank. He, love the tank. I was actually in LA with them and Fox Sports, and this was before last year's World Series. It was me, Frank Thomas, Kevin Burkhart, yep, the big hurt, and Alex Rodriguez. And we were sitting down in the room together, and they were just asking. The producer was just like, "Hey, like you know." who do you have for the World Series this year? Just asking them one by one. And then Frank came to me, and he was like, who do you have? And I told him, and he was like, why? And I gave him, like, a spot-on answer. He was like, all right, like, I'll see you here soon. So that was definitely, he was a cool dude, Yeah, definitely. So Bur- Burkhardt had a pretty interesting journey to Fox. I mean, he, he did. I mean, he's killing the game. SMY, and he's, like, the top guy in Fox. And he's moved outside of <laughs> the baseball. He's, doing... he's covering London. Yeah. <laughs> That's out of control. Out of control. Well, the thing is also with that and just kind of knowing your your journey to where you are at now, which we'll get to, is I feel like you had your hands and you've been involved with so many different things. I think you're – I don't know if you're still with these these uh, companies or you're just freelancing, but New York One, uh, NBC Sports, you interned for. Um, you were with Files One, um, and then you're, you're currently with the Westchester Knicks and with the Mets as well too, yes. right? So are you still with them at some capacity freelancing? or? Yeah, so last season I covered the Westchester Knicks as an in-game host. 
and that was super fun. I'm not sure for this year yet, mm -hmm. but as of right now, I'm currently doing, uh, I work with Eric Metz, we actually have a game tonight, and I do a pre-game show with them, which on non-game days we uh, tape, mm -hmm. and it's a City Field warm-up show, so that's pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, I've been working there since I was 18 years old, yeah. so I mean, it was definitely... You've been working at City Field since you were 18? Yeah. Okay. Yep. So what is the warm-up, is that show, you film that at the stadium? Yeah, I feel like okay. at the stadium. Yeah, so that's that's a different, um, I guess it's a unique situation because you're interviewing people from, that are not necessarily media trained, you're, you're interviewing no. like random fans. Is that like something that's... Yeah, well for the Knicks, like that was amazing. Yeah. I mean, the fans are die hard. Mm -hmm. They get to know you, they wait for you, and it's you kind of feel like you're on the team and part of like the organization. Yeah. So you create these relationships with these fans, and if you're not there, they're like, oh my god, like where'd you go? <laughs> so it's cool. It's definitely really cool. One of the rules that I, I know, and maybe it's just this is like a rumor or something, like a folktale, but one of the rules essentially when you're a reporter is that you don't take, they don't, uh, I guess the person doesn't take the mic from you, you can't give up the mic. Has anyone tried to steal the mic from you when you were talking? <laughs> Not that hasn't happened yet. Yeah, there's still time. <laughs> I've seen there's some. Still time. I've seen some that have. Yeah, I mean, you're only 22, right? 23. Yeah, 22. All this that you've done has only been in like a four-year span, which is yeah, crazy. That's insane. Yeah. I, I yeah, I, I took on. I mean, I don't even know how I now looking back, like as a college athlete, like working at New York One, like you said, I was waking up, going on the Metro North at like 4 a.m. to get to the 6 a.m. like to like to cover a story, and then. You know, I realized that, you know, I really wanted to, like, focus on sports and mm -hmm. everything. So, I mean, that was something that after covering news, my first story I had to cover was about, like, a tragic death. So, mm -hmm. like, after that, I was like, oh, my goodness, like, this is really sad. I don't want to do this. I don't want to interrupt yeah. the family. And then, you know, just have, completing six internships throughout my college career while... <laughs> Being an athlete and having to, you know, go from class to practice to still, like, look decent on camera. Yeah. It was definitely, like, a, a struggle and a journey, though. <laughs> yeah. So, look decent on camera. We One of your last latest posts, I don't know, posted something about a beauty pageant. Oh, yeah. That you were involved in. Yeah. So that's a, a bit of a, I mean, you mentioned it before, you know, you want to show that you can still look great and, you know, do tough mutters and, mm -hmm. you know, roll around. So how was that experience? Have you ever done anything like that before? That was my first beauty pageant that I've ever been in, and competing for Miss New York was, like, one of the most surreal things. I mean, you know, the pageant directors, they love me, they love my story, and it, now I'm actually competing for Miss Long Island. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Congratulations. So, thank you. That's August 4th at Malloy College. So, I mean, just in general, like, being a part of a pageant, for me, it wasn't just, like, going in there and being a pretty face. It was obviously more substance to it, and I just wanted to, like, spread a message. I mean, now I'm... I mentor a middle school in the Bronx, PS 90, uh, 95, middle school 95, and I've donated a lot of my equipment there and my time, like, trying to mentor these students, and now I'm actually working as an instructor at Hofstra University for a sports broadcast camp. Uh, how many hours do you have in a day? Cause yeah, do you sleep? We have 24. <laughs> like she has, like, 36. Danny literally woke up 45 minutes ago. I woke up 45 <laughs> minutes ago. I crossfitted this morning, so I woke up really early. Oh, my God. No, but seriously, do you sleep? Oh, yeah, I sleep a lot. I get really angry if I don't get eight hours of sleep. So you can fit eight hours. See, anyone watching, they think they can do uh, be in media and reporting. It takes a lot of hours, and no, you can still does. get eight and hours of sleep. hours, honestly, are very different. I mean, working a baseball game, it can be – an inning could be six minutes or six hours, right. you know. So it's like I'm going to work today. I'll be there by, like, 4.30, and then – 
I can get out at like a solid 9.45 or it could be the next day. Yeah. So you just never know. Have you ever done the overnight? Though? Like working from like midnight to... Oh, yeah. I mean, we've ended up playing like over 14 innings before. That's so, brutal. I mean, it is. And then we've had... that. Whenever that happens, it usually happens the next day we have a day game. It just always happens like that. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah, if you guys want to play all the way through, might as well sleep here and then just be here early tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, I still work in sports entertainment now, um, and there we have back-to-back concerts or shows. Um, I work where the Islanders play, so it's it's one of those things where actual people from the production team do sleep there. Do do you have people from production who actually sleep in like the the stadium, or not really? I don't. I don't think so. Yeah. I mean, I don't know too much about it. Yeah. But I don't believe so. <laughs> they they probably tell you that they they went home and showered, but they're you know just subbed out the clothes in their office. So Wait. So you work with the Islanders? I don't work directly with the Islanders. I currently work at the Nassau Coliseum. Okay. Yeah. So my I'm still in HR. I do recruiting and and things like that. So I work for the building side. I interact with the Islanders and any of our other tenants like the, the G League Long, Long Island, Island Nets. Nets. Yeah. yeah. Um, a lot of, actually, the people who work at the City Field, the production side, they all work for other sports teams. And when the Islanders were going into the playoffs, it was kind of conflicting with the Mets season. Mm. So we were having our head, like, producer uh, at the Islanders games, and a lot of them actually work both sides. Yeah, that's a lot. It's it's one of those things where, I, like I said, I don't work directly for the sports, but I have a kind of a unique perspective for working with the building is that I get a little bit of taste of everything that comes into the building, which is cool because, you know, growing up, I wrestled in college at, at Maryland and just, you know, being around cool. sports again, it's like, it, it's super awesome and I, I'm grateful for it. So I, I can tell and I don't have the same exact journey as you, but we do have some things yeah. that we kind of cross paths with. So <laughs> I'm excited to see that, you know, you come from our area and you're, you know, been successful, but it doesn't come without hard work and we can tell. Um, what are some of the things that I know, I don't want to talk about the negatives of the job because I know that there's, there's so many positives, but is there any things that during an interview where you, you just kind of have to like pull teeth essentially? Like, is it more with athletes or is it more with when you're working with uh, just, you know, regular fans that you have to kind of pull from them? I'm going to say regular fans. Yeah. Because athletes know the deal when they're on camera for the most part. They gear up for it. If they're in the bigs already, most mostly they've had a million types of interviews yeah, already. True. So, like, normal fans, like, not a lot of people like to be on camera. And usually they, sometimes they do end up opting out of it, even if there is a prize on the other side. Yeah. So, yeah, I would definitely have to say just fans in general. I mean, for the most part, I've the fans that I've had, they were pretty amazing. But there are people that just refuse they don't care like what you're saying to them or what you're doing they just don't want to be involved mm-hmm. um and i know since you've been with the mets for four years there are certain things that you had to probably do that weren't necessarily like glamorous and being on air or some of the smaller things you had to do to work up to get where you are now i'm going to have to say like when i first started it was just running around but well even till this day i mean if something on the production side like goes wrong or if they need like a battery for something or if they need you know, just an extra part to make the production 100%, like whether it's running before, like the inning's over, and it can, like I said, it can be really short or really long, the inning. Mm-hmm. So it's like if the feature, whatever has to be done to get the feature to be 110% on camera, most people think it's all like, oh, like, you know, they look at it and they're like, it's so perfect, it's so perfect, but behind the scenes there's so much work behind chaotic. it that needs to go on. So, yeah. It's so chaotic. I mean, when the Subway Series is going on or even in general when a good team comes in, it's like the preparation before is just incredible because there's just so much going on and there's so much, like whether it's having to get the sponsors up there mm-hmm. and making sure nothing messes up, everyone's watching. So 
everyone is watching and it's <laughs> one of the things it's the corny showbiz or, or i guess media uh saying but the show must go on so like where you where you where you're literally <laughs> so doing corny. it's corny but Tony liked it because he's, he's Tony, 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 Tony loved that. that I, if I made Tony smile, you're pissed because Tony was actually going to use that. Tony was literally lipping as I was saying. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, just doing the little things to make sure that the show goes on. Um, I wanted to. I know I have a list of people that you've interviewed, just some of them, and I wanted to kind of rattle off some questions for you. Okay. So I know that you interviewed Frank the Tank Thomas, and um, you actually interviewed Fat Joe for uh, yes, a charity event. Can you talk, well, I guess I'll jump back into the CC Sabathia and Fat Joe event that you're at. You you hosted, um, or you were part of a charity event for CC and the his CC wife, right? softball game? Yeah. Yes. So I was actually, CC and Amber love them. They have a great uh, organization and charity event. I mean, the Pitchin Foundation is amazing. They are great people, great family, always giving back, let alone, like, CC is an amazing player. He's definitely a Hall of Famer one day. Mm-hmm, and, sure. you know... Uh, that ended up happening within, I have a sponsor uh, for my pageant, which is Mitch Modell, mm-hmm. and which is Modell Sporting Goods. And because of all that, we kind of all just made the connection together and got me in touch with Amber. And Amber just saw my work and she's like, hey, like she'd be perfect for it. And, you know, at first I wanted to be like in the softball game. And then I realized, you know, like for my career wise, hosting it and just getting the content would be great especially like telling people stories Mm -hmm. which again which is what I love to do so basically uh, interviewing like you said Fat Joe yeah he was a funny New York legend too New York legend funny dude uh he's he's just he's just a cool dude yeah we saw him uh our mutual friend Joe took us up to uh Toronto and uh Fat Joe was actually in I guess what was it the share club in the ups, yeah, in, the one in the the arena, the yeah. Raptors arena. I forget what it's called, but yeah, it's something like that. It's essentially the forty forty club equivalent of Jay Z and oh, the Brooklyn yes. Nets. Oh yes, yes. In club. the city. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's one for where the Toronto Raptors play, and we were up there, and Joe took us up to. I guess it's Drake's spot, um, and uh, Fat Joe was like sitting on the couch, and we were like, we we're just you know having a drink, and then we turn around, and we saw Fat Joe, and we're like, oh my god, he just <laughs> his presence is like obviously he's a big dude, but like. I don't know. He just comes off as like this tough guy. But when I saw your interview, he seems like a, a nice, like, you know, down to earth person, which is pretty cool. Yeah. He does like a lot of like events. I don't know. Like you hear it on the radio. Sometimes like they're promoting some sort of charity event. I feel like mm-hmm. Fat Joe's there like one out of three. Like, yeah. He's like, he just. Yeah. He's the type of person where, you know, he's probably he, busy, but he still gives back. Fat Joe's, and not, busy. Exactly. Fat Joe's yeah. not busy anymore. Stop. Whoa. <laughs> I love Fat Joe, but he's not busy anymore. I think he's working. He, he stays ch- busy. Facho is chill. I guarantee you Facho's eating a bagel in his cash right now. Wow, that's messed up. And and You're just jealous. You're jealous. I am jealous. And you, you ate a bagel standing up today. I did. I never catch a sit on, but actually Wally got you bagels and then he ate all of them, so it's okay. I got the donuts instead. All good. They look good. They look good on camera. Yeah. It's more for the it's for dis- Yeah, it's for display it's purposes. For, it's, it's for the gram. Yeah, we're not we're not eating those. <laughs> Alright, so if you had to choose from who it was gonna be your bodyguard. Alright, here's your list. You can either take Frank Thomas. Or you can take uh, CC of Sabathia. Who's going to be your bodyguard? Frank Thomas. Frank Thomas. He's a little yeah. older though. I don't know. CC's got, gonna... got some youth. And yeah, Cece... but CC looks good now. Like he, oh, yeah. He, I don't know what he did, but he worked out hard in off season. He's still throwing hard and he's still killing the game. And you yeah. know. How many years has he been playing as a pitcher? Like it's got to be at least <laughs> double digits now. Ten years. Oh, for sure. But it, he got traded is, from yeah. Cleveland to Milwaukee the one year. He was like amazing. He was like amazing when he went to Milwaukee. That was like probably two thousand. Eight, yeah, and he was on Cleveland for like five years before that. Oh, so uh, okay. He's been pitching Damn. like f- f- 
10 to 15 years, something in that range. Yeah. That's huge. And then uh, a couple other people that you interviewed. You said <laughs> Joe Torrey. Yeah, a great story. And uh, <laughs> But you also had a legend. He's one of our favorites, too, Tracy McGrady. Oh, yeah. T-Mac. 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 Yeah. I actually got him to do a shout-out for my friend, too. That's awesome. It was awesome. He's a Raptors <laughs> legend. You've been following base, uh, I'm sorry, basketball, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, what do you think about the new recent news that Kawhi is going to uh, the Clippers? I mean, the it's Clippers are coming out of nowhere, though. Right? I mean, they weren't such a good team, and now they're going to be a potential playoff team again. So, yeah. you know, it's – I don't know. We'll see what happens. There's a lot going on in the NBA right the NBA now. NBA is wild. Yeah. NBA is wild. NBA. Everyone's jumping on the bandwagon for the Nets. <laughs> yep. Nobody's a Knicks fan anymore. No, no, no. I'm a Knicks fan. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm riding with that. I'm riding that so, train until the day I die. Yeah, and so, there's a lot going on. Chain's never stopping. I'm, I'm, I'm on for the ride. I actually had a friend that bought season tickets for the Nets the other day. Is he a, was he a Knicks fan or a Nets fan? He was a Knicks fan. Oh, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. And everyone, as soon as he walked into City Field, everyone was like, are you kidding me? Like, what did no, you just do No, you can't today? do that. You cannot. I, I think you are not a true fan of that team if you can just jump jump ship that quick. And, I mean, yeah. hey, listen. Like, he just likes Nets, good basketball. He wants to watch. Fuck that, dude. You, but, you, but you ride or die for your team. You don't go, yeah, yeah, I'm a Knicks fan my whole life, and then, oh, just, wait, Katie's signing with the, nah, 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 I'm a Knicks But also fan. he's, the thing is, everyone's like, yeah, like, that's going to be great. I think this is just going to be another building year for them again. I agree. I yeah. think they're going to be a good team this year, but also, Katie can't play for another another season, yeah, he's right? Out the season. He's, he's out the he's season. He's out for a whole year, and then yeah. potentially he won't be himself for at least another exactly. two years. Exactly, so it's definitely for all these different guys to, like, gel together, and it's going to be, like, another, they're going to be good. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, but, They're not making the playoffs. I'm, I'm just I'm just being salty. I'm a Knicks fan. I'm just being a <laughs> They're gonna make. The they might make the playoffs. They're definitely gonna make the playoffs if uh, KD is at least half of what he was well, the next two years. I guess. Well, and then if, in two he's years. He's not gonna play this year. But yeah. This yeah. year they should make the in playoffs. two years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They still squeak in probably. Yeah. The West is out of control. The East you can probably get in with uh, just Kyrie. I'm curious to see uh, as a D'Angelo Russell fan. Um, it's it's one of those things where he's obviously a good player, but he kind of brought that team together. So him going to the Warriors and leaving the Nets, I want to see what if Kyrie can step up to the plate and be a leader for a year. And obviously he's a good player, but that's going to be interesting. So right. we'll see. Um, I we have uh, some intel about Dad, Joel. <laughs> Joel Bernstein. Oh, boy. Um, you said he was a musician, right? Yes. Is he also a photographer or no? Uh, I mean, he can be. Okay. So what's – what's so I know that uh, – I think he got the wrong Joel Bernstein. No, wait. Yeah, I got Joel Orstein. The, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, so, no, but your dad, Joel, he essentially does like he's – he's a musician, right? Yeah. If you were to look him up on Google, it would be under Joel Fricks. Fricks. So that's like his stage. Name. Okay. But, yeah, so he was in the band Vixen, which is, like, was a huge Long Island band. Awesome. Uh, it was, like, Vixen, RPM Toys, uh, just a bunch of other bands. But, yeah, yeah he recently just had a reunion in Mulcahy's uh, about a few months back. And people were flying in from, like, Cali and all over the world just to see him play. And, yeah, he's a pretty cool dude. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Is he uh, one of your influences in terms of going into, like, uh, not the limelight, but entertainment in general? Yeah, I'm definitely going to say yes to that because my dad has always been, like, in the public eye. Mm -hmm. And I was just always like, you know, I've always wanted to, like, be just like my dad, but, like, for something else. Mm -hmm. And obviously choosing the sports side of it, and he's a musician, uh, he just taught me anything that I do, just make sure you do it 110%. Gotcha. And even if I did something when I was younger and I just you know, did it halfway, he would just tell me, like, just, there's no point of doing it. Yeah. So, he's always been hard on me within, like, when it comes to school, sports, 
life in general, just making sure I stay, like, well-grounded. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah, I mean, obviously he's done a good job, but because <laughs> you do literally like, 40 different things, it seems <laughs> like. Um, is it what, what are some of the things or just one thing that in, in terms of like the production side or being in media, um, there's different aspects of like, you know, making connections. What are some of the things that he told you advice wise uh, that helped you in your career? I'm going to have to say just being real. Yeah. Being real, being genuine and just being yourself and don't be phony because people can read right through that. Mm. So I guess just. You know, when you talk to someone, talk to them as if, like, you've known them for a long time. Make them feel comfortable. And just don't be, like, you know, that crazy fangirl. Mm -hmm. Like, for me, it's just, like, when I talk to people, I act like I've known them forever. And it makes them more comfortable to speak with me. And then you kind of create that relationship where it's, like, they want to, they look forward to seeing you again. And then you network with other people and they introduce you to other people because they trust you. So, yeah, I'm just going to have to say just being real, genuine, and just like having a good personality. Yeah, that's important. I mean, all the comments on any kind of social media, it's like people are seeing through what's fake, 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 oh, fake, 100%. fake, fake. And it's very easy to get like hypnotized by like the, the fakeness out there because mm-hmm. there's a lot of people that just post, post, post away. And I mean, I've met a lot of people that uh, let's say for example when I was in California we were at a dinner and it's like well what do you do and all they say is like they're just like Instagram famous like there's mm-hmm. no type of substance to them yeah so it's like you know you can have all this followers and likes in the world but like if you if there were no social media like who would you really be known for and what would you really be that's true yeah yeah you, I mean at the end of the day you probably have a flash in the pan one hit wonders who can kind of tape a, take a couple of good pictures but if you don't have stuff substance behind you you're just not going to last in this game yeah, so exactly uh, it's super true for us I mean we've been podcasting for about you know a few weeks now we still get a little bit you know nervous do you ever get nervous before you're, you're in a big interview or a big like uh, I guess entertainment or production setting yeah, I'm going to have to say, because a lot of the stuff I've done, it's been just memorization. Mm-hmm. So it's like when you have the, the five key facts and you have to just make up like a 30-second uh, skit about it, it's like you have to make sure you get A, B, and C down. Mm-hmm. And you can't forget not to say that. So there's been instances where it's like, all right, make sure you say this, this, and this. Like you can say it however you want, or even sometimes like you have to say word for word. Mm. So those are the things where it's just like memorization-wise, it gets a little bit harder when you're in front of a camera and you have like 20 minutes to, to, prep. to prep. Yeah. yeah. It's not like, you know, sitting for a podcast and you can like read off things right. yeah, and yeah, yeah. look on your phone and just yeah. like it's more laid back. I think that's a shot at me because she knows I'm reading off things. No, no, it's <laughs> great. So, Honestly, it's yeah, great. Yeah, yeah. I, I've like come to realize doing podcasts <laughs> that I realize I'm like not smart. Yeah. And I rely, oh, I thought I was like kind of smart, but I, I rely <laughs> so heavily on my phone for things. So like when yeah. I'm doing this, my phone is now the camera. I'm like, oh, maybe I can like ask. You got to write it And I don't hand. know. And I don't, but I don't know the answer. So I don't know where to look it up. Yeah. So like I, my brain is like gone, I think. It's all, it's all in there. It's hard. It is hard. <laughs> we're, we're getting the hang of it. We're trying to at least, but um, I, a lot of what you do is live. It's not like where you can kind of take you know, take, yeah, hundred we, we takes. We can cut stuff out, like yeah, that's the other thing, or redo things. Exactly. Yeah, a lot of in-house production and just uh, you know interacting with fans. A lot that's of things life. are just spontaneous. <laughs> and you just never know what they're gonna say. Yeah, yeah, that's you never know. That's have so, you ever had an instance where it's like pull the mic away kind of thing, or? Um, uh, not an instance with that, but I've an I had an instance uh, with the Mets and just being like at an event with Mister Met. 
these people live, like, we're trying to stick the finger up, and you just can't let that happen at all. Yeah. As, like, an employee, as, like, a Mets fan, like, you know, you just can't let that happen. Right. And these people think it's funny and a joke, but it, like, can ruin people's, like, career. Like, this is, like, a serious thing. So, Mr. Met, the last few years, there's now Mrs. Met. Are mm-hmm. they working She's on... She's actually been there for a are while. Are they yeah. working on, like, a, a baby Met, or... Wow. There, there's definitely, I think there's, there is a There's something Matt. in the air? Yeah. <laughs> she just hasn't came out yet. So. <laughs> Dude, the Mets are so focused on their mascots. Their fucking team sucks. They're like so focused on the mascot. Now there's a baby Met? Where's the cousin Met? Wally's it's coming, dude. I'm a hater today. I know. Yeah, Wally's I cranky. He's, he's, very, he's got cranky. a lot of crank. He's hostile today. Well, the very thing, to, and to, in his defense, we we are Mets fans too, so it's just like we've, we've been through some highs and lows. Everyone there, has. Yeah. Literally has a bit of high. <laughs> In like four years, but four years was a pretty good high. It was but. a great high, World Series, but I don't know. It's tough to. I mean, it's this year is like especially frustrating because they have so many bright spots and mm-hmm. it's just like there's like one link missing every game. Like yeah. it's just yeah. like it's so close. You can see all the potential like right in front of your eyes, and it's just like oh we lose. Yeah, and, we're uh, close. I still hold on to <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, we're one. We're one piece away. Uh, Pete Alonso talking about a bright spot. He's gonna be in the home run home derby. Run derby are you are you gonna Tuesday? be hanging out during All Star break or? Oh, is that I, why you're going to Cleveland? Yeah. Because it's in, it's in, okay. Yeah, yeah, so I may be going to Cleveland your phone. Uh, tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't need the phone for that <laughs> one. Yeah, yeah, you got good, You're smart, stop. It may be a spontaneous trip this year, because mm-hmm. last year's was more planned, and I was there already at this time. But, yeah, so I may be there. That's good. That's yeah. fun. Yeah, I've seen that you've been there in the past. Uh, yeah, you were at, for 2017, was uh, it? Last year I was last at year D.C., too. and then the year before that was in Miami. I believe. Yeah, that's a nice one. Miami was a long that's... one because I was working like eight days, so it was just like from se- like seven a.m. to six p.m. every day. Damn. Yeah. That's wild. <laughs> We've never been. To- we actually did something recently where we were ranking the best cities for like a bachelor slash bachelorette party. I think Miami's got to be like a top five. Yeah, you my us, one of my best friends. Five. My best friend actually just got married three days ago. And her fiance, thank you. Her her fiance was actually in Miami, and she was going absolutely insane with him there. (laughs) That's when you know it's a good bachelor party. She was going. I mean, this is a really funny story, and you know, I can't wait till she listens to this. (laughs) But because now we make it, now we make a joke out of it. But you know, now that they're married, he was in Miami, staying at the Fountain Blue. Mm -hmm. He took a Snapchat at the pool wearing Crocs, and there was another girl's flip-flops in it. Uh-oh. And she saw another chick's flip-flops, like, a little bit close by, and, like, you know, she he could have just been so random. There's so many people there. Yeah. But he had to get the girl's toes in it, oh, no. and she was going berserk. Yeah. That's crazy. Dude, he was wearing Crocs? She was like... No girl was going up there. Exactly. <laughs> it's actually funny you said that because that's what he says as an excuse. He was like, I wore my Crocs for a reason so no one would come up to me. It's, it's chick that's repellent. A it's chick repellent. That's a rookie it's mistake. It's a rookie mistake, though. You can't get, you can't get any, any part of chick in any, in any of that photo. The chick's yeah, you're just, toes. You're just you know me. girls are analyzing that photo, and you can and you can attest to that. She, yeah, she Reflection she, in the water, there's like a girl. There. Yeah. <laughs> Social exactly. media. It'll get so, you caught up. It was, and then he lost his phone, and then it was just. Ah, <laughs> he's in yeah. trouble. He's in trouble. But, our, bu- our buddy just went to Fountain Blue. I think last week or two weeks for his bachelor party. Yeah, it seems like a good spot. I went there for New Year's this year. How I was did. it? It was fun. I saw less. It was cool. Oh, nice. I think Miami's cool. I think I think Miami's a little overrated I as far as bachelor bachelor parties. I mean, it can get. It's a little bit overrated when it comes to like honestly just expenses too. Like, yeah, for yeah, guys, yeah. For guys, for guys at least, you know. 
They're paying hundreds of bucks just to just get into a club. Just get into a club. Exactly, yeah. But when you roll up with 20 dudes, I mean... You're not, saying, Sorry, guys. Come on. You're not Sorry. getting in. You're not getting in at all. <laughs> What's the big one out there? Liv? Yeah, Liv. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rockwell, um, like Eleven. The, yeah, Eleven's the new one, right? It's like the, the it's, one that's open all night or some it's shit. open all night. You yeah. end up there. You wake up there. Yeah. yeah. All right, so if you had to rank top cities for a potential bachelorette spot, what would you pick? i say a good one right now is Nashville. Definitely. New Orleans. Yes. <sighs> uh, new Orleans is... <laughs> would you put Miami up there or... Personally? I've been there so many times already yeah. that it's just like, I already know the deal yeah. there. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it's a good place. So, like, you know you're going to have a good time. You're mm-hmm. good, you get what's to go like out. A, there's good spots. What's a sneaky one for you? Like, Nashville and New Orleans, those are like, you know, everyone's all obvious. Yeah, like good one. What's yeah. one like out of the left field for you? Well, my friend went to Orlando. Mm, Orlando. Oh. Okay. All right. That's... There's fun stuff to do in Orlando. Yeah. It's Disney. Disney. Yeah, Disney. Yeah. I think, uh, I think they got Universal there. I think SeaWorld's down there somewhere. Got a few water parks. Yeah. Yeah. So you just <laughs> got to think of those big cities. Yeah, the big cities. And then uh, I know that you were, we were talking before. You said that you've been to uh, California a bunch of times. Yes. Is that uh, one of your top spots? Do you enjoy California? or No. No? <laughs> uh California, to me, if you're not a big star there, mm. it's very hard to just like walk into like wherever because people just look at you like they you know everyone talks themselves up yeah and it's more or less like you know everyone over there is just super laid back super chill new york grind is like you wake up you do this like Mm -hmm. you're grinding every day in california it's more or less like you know a slower start and just everyone just talks your ear off and then like you just don't even know like if it's true or not (laughs) It, yeah, that's that's not a good vibe, I feel like. It, it, it may be just like in the L.A. area. Oh, yeah. But, you know, I mean, it's a beautiful state. Yeah. I've heard that. I mean, I've heard, I've never been to California myself, but I know a lot of people who have, and they say, like, L.A. is... It's a little kind of sketchy. Over, yeah, it's it's a little they, say, sketchy. they say it's like not what they expected, you know, it's different what they say I mean, don't get me and, wrong, if you book, like, a TV show out there, a movie, and you're, like, that's what you need to be out there for, then, like, great. Yeah. But other than that, if you're just trying to, like, go out there, you know, you can network and all, but, like, you need to have some sort of substance behind you mm-hmm. to, like, work your way through people. Yeah. It's one of those, yeah, like you said, it's the work ethic's a little bit different. Um, I have a buddy I went to school with uh, at Maryland, and then he moved out to that area. And, uh, you know, coming from that northeast mindset, the mm-hmm. New Yorks and the, the Balt, he's from Baltimore. But he went to the California area. They, some people, they're, like, strolling in. They're wearing flip-flops to work. They're, like, leaving oh, at yeah. 3 p.m. I mean, also, I just didn't like being on a different time zone. Oh, yeah. Because it's, like, three hours behind. Here, people are going out there. They're going out at 12 a.m., but it's really 3 a.m. here, so you're already exhausted. Mm. And then just it just messes you up. You wake up. It's 8 a.m. there, and then it's really, like, 11, 11 here so it's Math. like you just feel a little bit like slower. Wrong, yeah yeah i just yeah it just it's it takes a while to get used to it but then when you come back here it's like you kind of have to force yourself to just wake up and just get back to your regular routine or else you're screwed what are some of the things food wise that california kind of redeems themselves for burritos 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 the mexican food yeah. um yeah i heard some sushi was pretty good out there too i don't know if that's a real thing but i'm knows? not a big fish person but okay uh, definitely for the no, tacos. So no sushi for you, I guess. I've never had sushi. Wow. Sushi sucks. <laughs> <laughs> nah, the only sushi I'll eat is like shrimp tempura. Like I need the cooked stuff. Like, I yeah, I never I, had fish before. Like the, have you ever had like fish in general? No. Never? 
shrimp, calamari, no, Never. nothing. Wow. Wow. Never. Huh, that's interesting. I mean, I'm not a huge... <laughs> Fun fact. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've never had... Uh, well, I've had sushi, but I'm not like... The new thing's the poke balls. Oh, yeah. Balls. I love what is that? poke balls. It's, it's sushi, poke, but it's yeah. like in like a... In a, a bowl. In a bowl. My thing it's, is acai bowls. I like love, those. love acai bowls. Well, it's gonna judge me. I don't no, care. No, I'm not. You're good. They're right. good. No, I say, I don't, I've never had one, but they look good. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah. They're they're refreshing. No, I'm yes. sure. I'm sure yes. they look very refreshing. <laughs> Would you do you treat it as a dessert or do you treat it as breakfast or both? I treat it as if I'm hungry, I'm gonna eat it. Yeah, <laughs> fair. <laughs> I agree. I mean, it, honestly, sometimes I come home from work and you just have a long I day and I get an acai I will eat it any bowl. time of the day. It is a good meal. I've yeah. had one once. <laughs> I love my granola, my coconut. Granola. I gotta, I gotta try this. It's great. I've never had. Actually, shout out to Vitality Bowls in yes. Plainview. Ooh. Shout out. Really good new open. The owners are amazing. You guys should definitely check it out. It's Vitality sure. Bowl. Vitality Bowl, twenty awesome. minutes away from here. Oh, that's perfect because we were always looking for good spots. Of, yeah. For us, i.e., we got a couple of good ones over here, but I wanted, I wanted to switch it up because I've noticed. I mean, for the most part, the acai mix is the same, the berries the same, but sometimes the granola is a little bit different. It is, yeah. yeah. Well, definitely check this place out because... Vitality? I sometimes have to drive out east just to pick a few up and come back home. That's dope. So sticking on the food subject, you're obviously from New York. Bagels, pizza is like obviously like in our blood, in our DNA. What's your... I ask everyone this. What's your like top bagel spot and your top pizza spot? I don't really have a specific... uh, bagel spot or pizza spot because i feel like if you're from here like mostly it's going to be like decent yeah yeah, yeah true yeah. you know it's not like you're going to a random state and it's like all right this is the only place you there's can like get there's like one this. place that's yeah. there's so many pizza places i feel like people on long island like, like, at least like this far out east are like so die hard that they like commit to one like they have <laughs> yeah. their they have their you know what i mean like they yeah. have their home base like yeah. pizza yeah. spot no i i can i could see that i mean there were a few like back i mean there was Joe's Pizzeria. There's like Umberto's Pizzeria. Yeah. But yeah. like besides that, I'm I'm honestly not that much of a pizza fan. Like Uh-oh. now, oh, I no. I, I Might no. Have to cut this episode. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean I am Take. a pizza fan, but like I've been trying to like just cut down on that yeah. stuff. Yeah. It's a lot of bread. I love like burgers and fries. Like that's like my thing. Like yes. my weakness is like sweet potato fries and just fries in general. Oh, so I mean, working at a stadium, it's like dangerous, <laughs> and also wings. Like that's my thing too. But. Okay. Besides that, it's like now I'm actually trying to like really get into the best shape for this pageant, so I have to like kind of cut it. Oh out yeah, I forgot. Right. I'm over here. I could never do a pageant. I eat pizza every day. Like, exactly. What's your favorite pizza spot? And eating late too is my problem. Oh my god. After oh. the stadium, after the game's over, I'm like, sheesh, I'm starving. Yeah, well, with your work schedule, it's like sometimes you have to eat at like two a.m. Right? Mm-hmm. That's crazy. From a wrestling standpoint, I'm always. We used to be on a diet. Now I don't care. I'm just eating donuts and bagels all the time. Um, do you have to? Are you on like a specific strict regimen with the diet? No, yeah. I've never been a type of girl that does, like, a strict diet. Yeah. I just, like, know what's good and what's not good to eat. That's good. And when to eat it. So, I mean, I will eat pasta if I'm hungry, if I work good. out and have a good workout. I'll eat, like, carbs. But, you know, I'm just, I'm just not going to, like, I know, like, obviously with, like, fries and, like, all that stuff. Like, I'm not going to eat the excessive amount about it. So. Yeah. Well, when you start doing that too, you know, you kind of just burn out anyway. Oh, like yeah, get super strict out. about it. It's like good in the meantime, but then you feel so shitty afterwards. Oh, 100%. Yeah, yeah it's a quick, like, uh, you know, weight loss thing to just, you know, specifically eat just like rice and chicken or, or salad, but then you're just like, it gets like, boring. Yeah. Like, so I, I get a salad so at the stadium and I'm like, wow, I'm starving. I deserve a cookie. Mm-hmm. Like, seriously. So it's like, I yeah. eat a salad and then I just eat two cookies after. So it's like, what the heck? Might as well just have eaten. Just, just eat the burger. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but then what if you want the cookie? 
See, that's my problem. I'm like, I'll get, I'll get a salad and I'll try to eat healthy. And then later that night, I'm like, fuck it. I'm getting three slices. I had a salad. Yeah. yeah. You <laughs> rationalize it by saying I had a salad. Now I can have now I can have four burgers. slices. Exactly. It's like you yeah. have a salad and you're starving for the rest of the day. Exactly. So I'm like, I deserve these two slices and a cookie. <laughs> exactly. Um, so I, we, we were looking at the Instagram. I saw something. It was a little bit vague. I don't know if that's on purpose because it's something in the, in the making um, that you were involved with some kind of acting gig. Oh. I think it was for <laughs> CBS. Like a- Oh, Instinct, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so I was um, on a TV show, Instinct, and, like, I just did a bunch of, like, work for them. And it wasn't a principal role, but, like, gotcha. that was, like, the start of my acting yeah. career. Um, awesome. And then I signed with MMG Agency. Nice. So I've been, like, just casting for a bunch of different roles, and it's just a matter of just receiving the role. Yeah. So, I mean, that's just, like, getting started for me, too. So, if, like, I don't... I was supposed to, I actually got booked for a gig in Switzerland for like a Marriott commercial. Wow. And I couldn't do it because of Miss New York USA pageant, but like, mm-hmm. you know, it's just timing and hopefully, you know, something will come up again soon. Have so. you, uh, have you taken acting classes or just like I've a natural? I never took an acting class in my life, but just with what I do, I feel like it's a little bit, it comes a little easier for yeah. me, you know? I always feel like I could like act on the spot. Like I don't need acting classes. Yeah. Right now. I mean, what do you want me to do? I'll do anything. I want to do a scene from uh, no, 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 Training no. Day. <laughs> no, I can't. I'm not going to do Such it. A but, good I'm, actor. but I'm a great actor. Do I swear to God. <laughs> no, you'll see me. You'll see me. No, I can't. You'll see me on TV once. You'll see me on TV. Once? You'll, you'll see me, bitch. Shut up. Um, Don't hate. So I know, I mean, obviously you're, I, we said this a hundred times because it's true. You, you're doing like 45 different things. Do you, are you of the philosophy that you want to do? Is it a little bit of you want to try everything? Is it yeah. also you just want to, if you put yourself out there in these, all these different outlets, good things are going to happen? Yeah, so th- I agree with what you just said. I definitely think it's good to just be multi-faceted mm-hmm. and just like having your foot in the door in different things because... You know, if it's not just sports, entertainment, it's acting, everything in this industry all comes together eventually. Mm-hmm. And, you know, with networking, and if you're good at more than one thing, it's easier for people to be like, all right, we can work with this. Mm-hmm. So I definitely, yeah. yeah. Awesome. Well, I'm going to go HR on you. Where, where do you see yourself in five years? <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I see where, okay, where do I see myself? I definitely see myself, like, starting my own show. Yeah. Whether or being on, like, a quick pitch type of show, like, mm-hmm. with MLB Network or somewhere on Fox Sports. Um, and, yeah, something like that. Sideline yeah. reporting. If they said, all right, Tara, we're going to give you <laughs> any pick of anyone who's alive and you can interview them to start your show, who would you pick? Ooh, that's a tough one. Yeah. Hmm. W- would you go sports or would you go music? I guess you'd go sports. I don't know because – I feel like for sports wise, I've interviewed so many legends that, or people that I've looked up to in general that you know. Switch it up. Switch it up a little bit. Yeah. And because my dad's a musician, Fair. and we recently saw the band Kiss, I definitely would want to like interview awesome. Gene Simmons. Gene Simmons or someone like that. I feel like that would be really cool. That's a good one. Yeah, I mean, and from <laughs> it's like different. Yeah, it's different. It's also like uh, with music, they're gonna give a different perspective on just. I was gonna say because when you interview someone. Every sports show, they interview someone that's, you know, a former athlete or something like that. So it's it would be awesome to get, like, a different perspective from someone not yeah. directly, you know, involved in the field, or related in the yeah. field. Mm-hmm. And also, they're, like, they're still touring, and these guys are <laughs> jumping around. They're, like, six years old. Well, how long ago did you see Kiss? Uh, probably in the winter. In the winter? In, that, in the Coliseum. That's crazy. You're they're, also, they're all alive still? <laughs> I think yeah. so. Kisses. They party pretty hard and they're still kicking. That's so that's saying. awesome. Yeah. Wait, is there four members, right? I think four. I need my phone to see if they're alive. All of them. Would, no, you, would you would you wear that face paint if you're a yeah. musician? You, you're into Who that? would you be? 
He doesn't know any. I don't know. I know. Well, I, know. I, know. I, I only know Gene. One has a star, Paul Stanley. Stanley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I only know Gene Simmons. That's the only one I know. There's two other ones. I don't know. Who, um, I, I mean, I guess you just said Kiss, but who are some of the other, like, musicians that your dad has uh, kind of introduced you to that you were, you were kind of pumped about? Not so much, really. I mean, I got, honestly, I forgot yeah. all the people. Yeah. But I know he sees a concert, like, every other week. Damn. So I we were just at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction a few months back or two months ago, and Stevie Nicks was like a huge Damn. person, and there was also um, Harry Styles is like uh, doing a speech about her, and yeah, like someone like that. Stevie Nicks. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. I think was she just inducted for like multiple, by herself because yeah, she's herself. in there with Fleetwood Mac because yeah. I, I went to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame like four years ago and they have like they do like a different like section dedicated to bands mm-hmm. i think they had i just missed like fleetwood mac and they had like a uh i think it was pink floyd it was pretty cool mm-hmm. rock hall of fame i don't know you probably may have been there but it's like it's awesome was it's, that cleveland it's in cleveland yeah, yeah they're they're actually a lot of the baseball guys yeah. are doing videos with the guitars and stuff it's pretty funny oh uh, they're doing a little crossover yeah that's awesome <laughs> um you know we're running out of time here so i just wanted to kind of um touch on some of the things that you're currently doing. Are you with, a, like, some brands right now? I know um, you, you're involved with, like I said, for the hundredth time, a million things, but um, <laughs> what uh, what companies are you involved with in terms of, like, brands and things like that right now? As far as brands, one of the biggest ones is Modell Sporting Goods. I just did a shoot for them. Nice. And the latest one that I'm really proud about is RPM Raceway, which is, like, a go-karting place. I'm not sure if you guys ever heard of yeah. it, but it's in Huntington, uh, Stamford, Jersey City, and other places and I was there, I'm their first, like, model as a woman, and I'm actually on their first billboard that's coming out, yeah, which I awesome. have a meeting with them on Tuesday, and it's Mets, uh, since I work with the Mets, it just happened, like, it just made sense, Yeah. so I ended up going there before their partnership with the Mets, and then they saw me, and then they liked my work, so we t- decided to work together, and I could show you guys, but, yeah, so a billboard's coming out, there's, like, gonna be, like, 25 of them in everywhere, so. Wow. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, one of the last things I wanted to talk about, um, I, you're a woman in sports, and I've read, uh, you know, some of the things that you posted and kind of, you know, n- maybe breaking barriers, but kind of navigating through a male-dominated industry. And, oh, <laughs> that's awesome. Mrs. Matt's jealous. Yeah, Mrs. Matt's is definitely jealous. <laughs> she is. Mrs. Matt looks blaze. <laughs> that picture, dude. That's Mr. Matt. Is that oh, Mr. Matt? Looks <laughs> See, maybe you're blaze. I am blaze. <laughs> um <laughs> But yeah, I, I know it's one of those things where it's it's really uh, it, it takes a hard, a lot of hard work. And have you seen um, you know uh, the, your growth and the I guess the industry growing to kind of be uh, not tailor but kind of embrace more women in, in sports and media. Yeah, I think it's on the come up right now. I mean, a lot of women are starting to you know. And for me, I kind of have a little bit of an edge just because I was a former athlete, mm-hmm. so that definitely helps a lot. But just in general, just the girls who are just constantly studying sports, playing sports, former athletes, like, uh, accomplishing and doing great in something. Like, for example, Jessica Mendoza. Like, she's mm-hmm. on ESPN. She's, awesome. she's covering the World Series. Like, she's in London. I mean, she was on the USA softball team, and this chick, like, knows her stuff. Like, she could be next to Alex Rodriguez and everyone else and, you know, know what she's talking about. So, I mean, like, just that as an example itself, like, she's someone that I look up to. And in general, just I know a lot of women that are really, like, grinding and working their way into the field and proving that they're credible enough. Awesome. 
Well, Tara, thank you so much for stopping by. Um, if you want to follow Tara, what are, what are your handles? TaraLynn.NYC. Awesome. On Instagram. Yeah. Um, Tara, thank you so much for stopping by. Tara's the definition of hard work paying off, and we're happy to see where your next five years go. So thank, thank you so, you so much. much for, thank yeah, you. Thank you so thank much. You. It's the World Podcast. <laughs>